0: The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. In that day, Jesus said, You will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. I came from the Father and have come into the world, and now I am leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, Ah, now you are speaking plainly and not using figurative speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, I have overcome the world. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen.
1: Dear Jonathan, Jacob has informed you about my sudden sickness and my miserable situation, so I do not need to give further explanation. I don't know how many days our Lord will grant me to say farewell to my family and to my friends. So began an email that I received late last summer. It was from Bishop Emeritus Dr. Jobst Schone. He was a mentor to me, a father in the faith. And that email confirmed what I had been told, which is that he was dying in Berlin, and I was in Wisconsin. So we would be taking leave of one another, and we'd be doing that from a distance. And that basic fact made another passage of his message even weightier. If I should have ever offended you in any way, hurt you, or made you angry by words or deeds, I beg your pardon. Forgive me. And so he remained my teacher right to the end. Something like that and our gospel lesson for this Sunday, this week of the Easter season, begs the question of whether there is a way of leaving in which we are not losing one another. A way of leaving in which we are not finally simply left alone. The night of Jesus' betrayal, the night before his death, Jesus was talking leaving talk. Now, I am leaving the world, he said to his disciples. How could this leaving be a matter of peace and not just more of the mundane that we get all the time, the tribulation that all the followers of Jesus know in this world? Well, Jesus does not do his leaving as his disciples would do their leaving nor as we are inclined to do our believing. Jesus is speaking of that day and of the hour, as he calls it. And, and as he speaks of that, he is not so much indicating the ascension that we will celebrate tomorrow, as he is at this point pointing forward to his passion, his death, his resurrection as the decisive moment of all time, which marks out the beginning of a new age, his day, his hour. Well, what would his disciples do in that hour? They would leave him. Behold, the hour is coming, indeed it has come, when you will leave me alone, he says. Our lives are marked by leaving by our kind of leaving. You know, sure, you probably remember something like meeting your spouse, for example. Or if you're a parent, you probably remember holding one of your children for the first time. But likely what lies nearer to your heart as you come here tonight is a leaving. Somebody you have left. Or someone who left you such that you are now lost to one another. Our lives are marked by that kind of stuff. Sometimes they're even marked out by that, that the leaving becomes like the parameters in which our life is lived. And that's why we talk about our scars and our baggage. It's the empty space of pain We create that space when we let others down. We sense it, often acutely, when they betray us or walk away from us. It's the stuff of conflict. It's it's even the stuff of war. Tribulation is what Jesus calls that business. You know, most of us tend to think that things would be better in Ukraine, say, if the Russian forces would simply leave. But if and when they do that, the Ukrainians will cling to, remember, memorialize how Russia was not what Russia should have been. It's the bad of one another, the failure, the flaws, that we most often take with us when we do our taking of leave. And when we do the leaving that way, we are left very alone. We're left with people who aren't there, whom we bear with us as wounds. But is there a different kind of leaving, a leaving where people actually hold on to each other, And not just the painful memories of what we have failed or have ceased to be to one another. There is another kind of leaving. One in which persons do hold on to each other. In which the absences of what they should have been to one another are let go. And that is Jesus' way of leaving. And it is the sort of leaving that he opens to his followers in his name. Now, Jesus was leaving the world. Mark that. But not in the sense of making himself absent to it or of making the world absent to him. No. Because in nearly the same breath, he says right here, I have conquered the world. And as he said earlier in this gospel account, according to St. John, when he was talking with Nicodemus one evening, Jesus is in the world because God just plain loves the world. The word behind leaving in, now I am leaving the world, can also be translated, now I am letting go, or I am forgiving. Later, when the key juncture of Jesus' day and his hour plays out and he appears as the resurrected one to his disciples, he says to them, If you leave, let go, forgive anyone's sins, well, they are left. Let go, forgiven. Our sins are our absences to one another. They are us not being what we should have been. And that's the business that you and I are inclined to hold on to when we leave. But Jesus leaving, it works the other way around. He lets go of the absences. He lets go of the failures. He lets go of the people that we should have been, but aren't. And he holds on to us. That's how Jesus leaves. That's how he leaves the world. He forgives, even those who turn their backs on him. In our way of leaving, persons end up alone. In Jesus' way of the letting-go-leave of forgiveness, persons end up together. Now, a person can let a lot go when he's not alone. Jesus let the whole world go. He let his turntail disciples go. He lets you and me go. He could do that, and he does do that, because he's never alone. You will leave me alone, and yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. The Father and the Son, along with the Spirit, are the only persons in all eternity whose relationship is not affected by distance, scars, baggage. They haven't bollocked anything up. They haven't absented themselves from one another. Theirs is one perfect love. That's how they've always been. That's how they are right now. That's how they're going to be into the future. That's just plain how they exist. And a person can let go of a lot when he's not alone. Jesus is with the Father. And the Father is with the Son. And that's how Jesus let go of the world, forgave the world, overcame the world, and so gained the world. And Jesus' way of leaving, he has opened to you. He has opened it to you with his name. He's given that to you, he's given you his access to the Father. Because where Jesus' name is, there that Son of God is. And where the Son of God is, there the Father also is. And as one who has been given Jesus' name, the Father is with you. And he's not going away. That's just how he is. That's how he's going to be tomorrow. So you can actually let go of a lot. Because you're not alone. You can forgive. And when you leave what Jesus leaves as Jesus leaves it, then you don't lose one another. Then we all continue to play with each other and the Father and the Son in the only victory and the great victory that is, in fact, capable of bringing peace to the world. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.